Hello and welcome guys to the Hokai podcast. This is Rahul Kumar, your host for the day. And uh, we have someone very special uh, for the discussion on the ongoing Border Gavaskar series, uh, all the way from down under, from the best city in the world, as Michael Clark would say to Shane Vaughan, uh, Sydney that is, uh, Mr. Charbul Kori. Uh, welcome, the, the face of Frickburg. Welcome to the Hawkeye podcast. Thanks, Rahul. Thank you for having me. And uh, how's the COVID situation in Sydney? And we hope that you're doing well. Yeah, uh, in Sydney, uh, there's been a rise in cases the last five, six days. Um, so uh, there's a there's a lockdown um, in the northern beaches areas of Sydney, um, about maybe an hour and a half from where I am, and there's some restrictions in place at the moment here in Sydney. Um, but hopefully, you know, in the next few weeks, they can control the cases and uh, we're back to where we were a few weeks ago. There was no community transmission, so... Yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed we'll be back. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed indeed. Uh, yeah, the cases have gone down in India as well, quite significantly. But uh, everyone is a bit concerned about the new strain in the UK. So yeah, we do hope uh, that everything would be fine within a few weeks' time. And uh, few you know uh, speculations about the venues for yeah. the third and fourth test. Uh, earlier, the reports were that MCG will be hosting back-to-back games. Now Sydney is set to uh, take the fourth test from Brisbane as well. Yeah, potentially, or there's another option of like swapping tests. So you do the Brisbane test third and Sydney fourth, mm. just because they have more time and that the cases can be controlled more in Sydney. So we just have to see how it goes. Yeah, the border issues there to the lockdown, I guess. So let's see. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. stay safe, mate. And that's what all we wish. So uh, we'll start, and we also have our panel members with us, Avirul Rai and Devashi Sarangi. So welcome, guys. And uh, we have misses out tonight due to some personal commitments. So we'll dearly miss his voice. Thank you, Rahul Rai. Yeah. And uh, we have Thank a you, Rahul, Yeah. So uh, I'll come to you first, Chabal. Uh, your take on the first test, uh, the series opener in Adelaide. Uh, everything was nicely poised till day two. And uh, yeah. that, that horrendous session, uh, horrendous yeah. session for India, and uh, so horrendous all right. But was last display of uh, swing bowling from the uh, three quicks. So your take on that? Yeah, the first two days of the first test was like similar to the 2018 one. I felt like India got a score in that 250 region, uh, and then they took a first innings lead. Australia didn't bat well in the first innings. It sort of reminded me of that 2018 test. Sort of, I went to bed after day two. Uh, it has been given to about 200. Um, and then uh, the other thing to remember on the radio to start off with, and I just heard all these wickets falling, and it was pretty rough. Uh, certainly didn't expect uh, to roll India over for 36, but I think, you know, there was a lot of criticism towards the Indians. Um, you know, rightly so, the supporters are so passionate, but... But I think some of the bowling was so good and in the match, a lot of them didn't actually make too much of a mistake or didn't play too bad of a shot. It was just some great bowling. And then from there, um, Australia got the target pretty easily. And then, you know, what that's going to do for the rest of the series will be very as well. Australia hopefully have a good mental edge as well uh, going into the second and third fourth. Yeah, and few good performances, uh, key performances from Australia, uh, from the temporary skipper, as we yeah. said, campaign. Not a bad inning, a knock at all. 
Yeah, yeah. So when he when he came into the job, we all know like a difficult task he had. But for me, I've always been a supporter of Payne, um, and he's done a fantastic job uh, when he's been in uh, in the role. And I'm so happy for him that he was able to contribute and get man of the match in the end. Batted beautifully, um, took all those catches behind the stumps. The bowlers and Josh Hazelwood was was really unlucky not to win man of the match. You know, like he took five for three at one stage. Yeah. Uh, Pat Cummins, brilliant as always. So. It's just the link. Like for me, I, I, I looked at the, the dismissals again and I was seeing where the ball was hitting the bat when the Indian batsmen were edging through behind the wicket. It was hitting three quarters of the way up. So you can see just how perfect the length is. Like They weren't sure whether to go forward, go back. Um, and it's just that length where you can't quite get forward and drive it with confidence. It's just that perfect length. You, you get them forward, but you, you got that little bit of movement, catches the edge. It was... It was such an exhibition of pace bowling, and I'm I'm really happy for Josh Hazelwood in particular because he's quite underrated. Like we all we all hear the talk of Pat Cummins and how good he is, but Hazelwood as well, man. He's he's just unbelievable, and you know he's taken his 200th Test wicket, and um, there's more to come from him. Yeah, indeed, uh, he's been you know performing quite well uh, for the past few seasons, and uh, deserves the recognition. Yeah. And how good was Tim Payne with? Uh, uh, as a captain, uh, took off Stark after his two overs in the second innings. Yeah, I think Tim Payne. Um, yeah, what he's done well in his in his reign is he's marshaled his trips really well. Um, he saw that there was the opportunity to to get a bit of a movement off the pitch, and Josh Hazelwood is perfect for that. And first ball he bowled, he was uh, uh, in the wickets column straight away. So um, it was a good move by Payne. I think you know the ball was made easy for him on day three. He didn't have to. And make too many decisions about who to uh, put on with the ball. So um, you just had to worry about mm. this, uh, behind the stumps, which he did well. And uh, what change it has been, uh, Adelaide as a venue for Indian fans, you know, uh, if you would have asked on yeah. the last two, uh, in the past few tours, Adelaide would have been a preferred venue uh, for the Indian team. And now uh, with the ping ball and uh, they have a tendency to you know, leave the grass on the Adelaide track for uh, one mm. uh, since the DNA test matches have uh, come into play. Uh, your take on that, uh, the Adelaide as the uh, venue for DNA tests ahead, uh, ahead uh, or would you go with the Perth, uh, the Optus Stadium? Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed Adelaide as the day-night venue. I think the pitch has been really good. It's offered um, something for the bowlers. And at night, you know, the, the pink ball moves around quite a bit, which just adds another dimension to the game. It just made it even more surprising for me, India's collapse, because as you mentioned, they've been good at Adelaide uh, in recent tours. You nearly won there in 2014, very good in 2018 when you got the win. Um, and then in the first innings, again, you guys were really making Australia work hard, uh, three for 188 it was. So I'm thinking to myself, India really here to play and they're playing really well. And then that one run out, I was mentioning quite a few times on Twitter, that, that run out just... Complete turning point. Um, and then India with the bat just unraveled. And it really surprised me that the pink ball, uh, India unraveled during the day. I was expecting if Australia get India batting under lights, that's when they can cause the damage. But it happened, you know, early on in the first session of day three. So uh, that's why it was such a superb performance from Australia. India, they've got to bounce back quickly. Um, that's going to be the, the big test for you guys. No more Virat Kohli, Muhammad Shami's out. We, all, we know that Ishant Sharma's already gone. Um, so 
it's a massive, massive ask for you guys. You're gonna, you know, you got to dig deep and show that character to come back. Yeah, India find themselves in the same place Australia were two years back. Uh, talking of the wicket, your expectations from the MCG wicket? Uh, uh, you, do you feel yeah. any grass will be left there, or will it behave the way it has been uh, ever since the drop in wickets have come into play? Yeah, yeah. So I know last year against New Zealand, they left a bit of grass there and it was a little bit more in the pitch. So I'm, I'm hoping that um, it would be similar this year. Um, but the thing is, there's been no cricket at the MCG this season. So Melbourne was in lockdown for a lot of the year. The Sheffield Shield was played in Adelaide um, the start of the season. So there's been no cricket in Melbourne. We don't know what the pitch is going to be like um, per se. But if we go back to last year, they made a conscious decision to put more grass on the pitch and have a little bit more in it because in the, in the years before that, the pitch was so flat and it, it didn't make for good cricket. So um, I think if they leave a bit more grass this time around, it'll make some for some good cricket because like, I remember the 2018-19 series, the pitch was quite flat and it suited India so much. Um, Pujara, Pujara batted for uh, like a day or even more and, um, India racked up a big score and kept Australia in the field and then just put the pressure on the Aussies. So I think Australia looked to avoid that, put a little bit in the track and um, and try to open those Indian wounds again, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What lies ahead for Australia? Uh, as far as Australia is concerned, uh, life-saving innings for Joe Burns in that uh, second innings at Adelaide. And uh, any other things Australia should look upon uh, for the boxing day test? Yeah, it's uh, the perfect situation for Joe Burns, like a uh, target of 90, India shell-shocked. So it was an opportunity for him to, to score some runs. And he just felt India in the field, they were just shocked. Like they didn't know what happened. And so it was the perfect opportunity for, for Burns to get some time at the middle, uh, score some runs. I'm still not 100% convinced about him. Like um, I think, you know, he's got four test hundreds. He's, he's a good player, but I'm not going to say he's back and, uh, he's back in form after that innings because you've got to look at the circumstances as well. The game, uh, India was shell-shocked, as I mentioned, and in mid-90 for victory. But it's good that he spent some time in the crease. Um, I think with David Warner and Will Pukowski ruled out, um, I think that eliminates any changes to the Aussie team. I think they'll, they'll stick with the same 11 now, um, even though I don't fully agree with the opening combination. I personally would have liked to see Kaja brought into the squad open the batting but given they've, they've given it to Wade and and um and Burns they'll open with them and then the rest of the team will be the same as it was for Adelaide um and then try and make it 2-0. An expectation from the new guy Cameron Green? Yeah I think um yeah we'll be patient with him because he's got a lot of talent we know that um you know he's, he starts his first class career he's been incredible and what he offers to the team he he provides um, those overs where he can allow the, the fast bowlers to have a bit of a rest. And he's, you know, 200, two meter, 200 centimetres tall and he can bowl 140 plus kilometres an hour and he can bat as well. So he's really able to um, just to do his thing, not to put too much pressure on him and let him play. But I'm really excited about him. He's got a lot of talent. We all are. So thanks for your inputs, uh, Travel. And now we'll go to uh, Aviral for his take on the on India's performance uh, in the uh, previous game and uh, what lies ahead for India. Aviral, go ahead. Thanks, Raul. And a special thanks to Charbel, sir, for joining with us for this episode. Pleasure no listening to his insights on India versus Australia. So coming on to Adelaide, I think uh, 
after day two, India were honestly speaking seventy thirty ahead. Seventy percent was the was the game in the favor of India after day two. What was the most important fact that Shane Warne pointed out? That day three is the best day for batting. The sun was out. Plus, India had that ninety overs to bat. India could have utilized that seventy to seventy five overs for batting, and then that ten to twelve overs in the nights under Matthew Wade and Joe Burns that could have allowed India to take two quick wickets as well. So India had their noses ahead, but uh, Australian had their other plans, or you can say India had their other surprise package left for us. So I'll start with things that did in that India did correctly at Adelaide. I think very disciplined approach from the Indian batters in the first inning, apart from Prithvi Shaw. I think likes of Virat Kohli. I think it was a one of the most disciplined knocks I have seen from Virat. Only under testing conditions, it was not easy conditions to bat on day one. Pujara, Pujara played quite well for his 43 runs. It, Mayank, Mayank did not score much, but he did that job perfectly of opening. Rahane, Rahane was quite good in his approach as well. And then coming on to the Indian bowlers, Indian bowlers throughout they bowled to Aussie batsmen was quite outstanding. I think they mixed their links quite well. Both base department and balloni spinner Ravi Ashwin, they had that plan to set up Smith and Marnus Labushin with that surprise shot pitch stuffs, which we were expecting from Indian quicks. I think Indian fielders did not did their job. Marnus mm. got three chances. They did not allow Smith to play on his normal tone. He was 29 balls one, and then coming on to Ravi Ashwin, I think it was one of his. Best spells outside Asia I have seen. The way yeah. he bowled, with the accuracy he bowled, and he did not try to experiment much, which he has been culprit of doing in the past. So mm. India did these things correctly. What are the mistakes? I think the first mistake was team selection. I may be personally biased towards Gill, but personally I would have preferred Gill over Prithvi Shaw under pink ball. So. As we all know, that pink ball does initially, and Prithvi Shaw's foot movement has been exposed quite in the IPL as well, in the limited overs format as well. So I would have preferred Shubham Gill over Prithvi Shaw, and that uh, debacle of Saha and Pant. I think I would have gone with a better batsman at number six or seven because what uh, Indian bats batters did well in the first inning, the top order. If Saha, if Pant was playing at number six or seven, he could have tonged that bowling. So India could have got that 50-60 runs extra. What Sahai isn't capable of that power hitting along with tail enders, and what Pant is capable of. And coming on to that wicket keeping skills, I think Pant was quite good in the 2018-19 Adelaide Test. He took that 11 to 12 catches. So I would I would have gone with Rishabh Pant. Plus he got that 100 versus game as well. So and then the second mistakes I've I haven't seen. Athletic fielding than this. I think mm. India have been very poor in the catching aspect throughout this tour. This is not only about one test. In the T20 series, in the ODI series, they were very pathetic. I think five catches were dropped in the first test. Three of Marnus Labushin, one of Tim Payne. I think that was the most important catch. Tim Payne in Australia were reeling at 111 for seven when that Mayank Agarwal dropped that catch of Tim Payne, and then one of Stark. I think Stark catch was difficult, but so dropped and then. Uh, dismal batting performance in the second innings. I think Australian bowlers bowled beautifully, but 
there were two factors that that indecisive footwork i think dismissal of uh, pujara pujara has been always that culprit of not moving that feet too much playing with that straight bat under his eyes so if the ball moves lately of the seam it may catch his edge and got and that exactly what happened rahane rahane ball was quite good but you may see that rahane foot front foot was up in the air when he was trying to play that shot yeah. didn't had that full approach to playing it and that virat kohli's shot i think the way he showed that discipline in the first inning that shot was exactly the opposite in the second innings and just one ball before he played that dab through gully which went for for that was a very dangerous dangerous shot as well and then he played i think it was ball was approximately close to eighth eighth stump he nudged forward he reached to the ball it was a very poor shot of the of that virat kohli so and the more uh, bad we felt because there was hanuma vihari standing at the other end it was not like that he was playing with the tail enders now so he had gone for that shot mm-hmm. so virat kohli could have avoided that and one more mistake not not mistake i think it happened in a hand side virat kohli's run out in the first inning was a major major turning point in that so india was moving oh, yeah. forward maybe 300 350 very easily but that run out kept india so areas to improve on i think uh, batting that batting needs to be get tightened up footwork i think the footwork is very important in the if you are playing in australia you can't allow that free flowing wickets in the first over you can't give that australian bowling a uh, likes of hazel wood come in stack you can't give them wicket in the first over so they'll they'll have that tail up when they get wicket in the first spell what i think that this thing only propelled india to win that series last year because pujara did exceptionally well last year last time around when india turned out under fielding i think the the main aspect should be catching you can't win test matches when you drop five catches and it was i think uh, bumrah catch of labushin it was a sitter prithvi shaw dropped a sitter Mayank Agarwal, it was not as far as the international standards. It was a sitter as well. So, and then the team selection. Now I think that Rishabh Pant will play this game, and uh, I think Gill will come at number four. Yeah. Would like to add uh, one more point here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Sanjay Manjekar, uh, Sanjay Manjekar recently tweeted that uh, it's all about length. Actually, uh, while playing in Australia, you have to uh, see the length properly. if it is if uh, if it is a bit fuller you have to approach uh, you have to approach with the front foot uh, forward press and if it is uh, uh, back if it is uh, something like back of the length or uh, uh, shorter length decisive with the footwork so he pointed out that you have to be decisive you have to when up playing in a seeming conditions you have to be decisive yeah. with your footwork that allows you to uh, judge the line and judge the length of the ball properly judge uh, that allows you uh, to apply your hands and uh, your body properly so that's uh, that's the point yeah i think another thing i'll add there um good point about the the indecisive footwork i think probably pushing out with hard hands as well i think especially early yeah. in the innings you want to play the ball a little bit later i think I think India were doing that very well in the first innings and very patient. Um and uh just going off your point about Virat Kohli's dismissal that would have been very disappointing because 
that he's, he's been sucked into in the past, driving wide outside off stump. That's where teams try to get him out. Right? He goes for that big drive off, wide yeah. outside off. So, of Adelaide last time. Yeah, when yeah. took that great cap. Yep. So it was a disappointing shot for Ollie because, he, as you mentioned, he was so disciplined in that first innings and he was set for a big score. So I think that's where India have got to get it right in the second test. It's being a little bit more patient with the bat and just letting the ball come on and playing really late. Hmm. Uh, so another question for you, Aviral. Uh, with Virat Kohli departing, yeah. uh, Mohamed Shami out of the uh, remainder of the series, how do India recover from this now? And uh, Ajinkya Rahane having uh, received so much flag for that run out, uh, how should he you know, look forward to lead this side? Uh, is this kept now? And uh, you know, he, he himself would be low on confidence. So. Your expectations from him as a skipper? Yeah, honestly speaking, honestly speaking, no one wants to be in the Rahane's shoes as of now because what happened in the first innings of Adelaide Test and now with Virat departing, he is the captain for the last three tests. And with the India squad, I am seeing right now. I think Ishant is not there, Shami is not there, so it's a big, big ask for Rahane to take this team forward, especially with the batting because Rahane is not doing quite well as a, with the back two. Rane has been struggling with the bat. Plus, that inexperienced top order. Pujara has, has done exceptionally well last time around. Let's see what he'll do this time. But absence of Virat Kohli is similar that you are not having Sachin Tendulkar touring down in the end 2000, early 2000s. So without Sachin Tendulkar, without Virat Kohli, I think India looks a very weaker side. Uh, as you rightly said, I think it's the same what Australia was like, experiencing without David Warner and Steve Smith in the 2018-19 Madagascar yeah. Trophy. So, very tough job for Rahane, but if he pulls this off, he's a massive, massive contender for the test captaincy. Yeah. And we all hope uh, how nice a guy he is. We do hope that things go well. By his looks, Rahane don't look so aggressive, but he was. I think he captained in that Dharamshala test against Australia. So, he was quite good there. So let's see how it does at MCG. Yeah. No, okay. In fact, MCG, SCG, and Brisbane. Okay. So thanks, everyone, for your inputs. And now we'll go to Dev Bhai for this new segment, Stats and Facts. So, Devashish Bhai, go ahead. Thank you, Rahul Bhai. First of all, it's our pleasure to have uh, Mr. Charbel with us today. So I thank him for uh, giving his valuable time once again. Thank you, bro. Let's now move to the topic without wasting any time. Uh, so India and Australia have faced each other at the MCG 13 times, out of which Australia have won eight, India have won three, and two games have been drawn. The last time these two teams had a face-off at this very venue was back in 2018, which India won by uh, 137 runs. Let's now go through the individual performances. Uh, uh, considering Australian team, Steve, the genius Smith, has scored 908 runs from seven tests at an average of uh, 113.5, phenomenal, 400s, 350s. Next best from the uh, current Australian team is Travis Head. Uh, he has scored uh, 196 runs from two games, including 100. His average is 49. Among bowlers, uh, Pat Cummins has been magnificent at the MCG. Uh, he has played three matches, uh, taken 18 wickets. His average is just 16.17. Strike rate is 36.39. Two fifers, nine wickets versus India in 2018. Uh, the last time these two sides play, uh, played at this uh, very venue. 
with uh, whereas uh, Mitchell Stark uh, and Josh Hazelwood they have been below par there Stark uh, has just nine wickets at an average of over 38 strike rate of over 70 and Hazelwood uh, very unlikely but uh, he has uh, he has uh, an average of uh, 38.15 and uh, strike rate of 91.69 uh, there so it shows that uh, the mcg track has been uh, a bit flat uh, over the years i guess so uh, have th- these two world class bowlers have uh, uh, below par numbers there they will look to improve their record nathan lyon has turned uh, decently with 31 wickets from nine games at uh, 34.35 average and almost 65 strike rate so statistically smith and cummins they are the key players for australia if i consider india then uh, uh, virat kohli has scored 316 runs at an average of 52.67 at the mcg so his absence is definitely uh, gonna felt by india but the captain charge ajinkya rahane also has performed well there with uh, 230 runs at an average of over 57 he played a gorgeous knock of uh, 1 147 in the 2014 and 15 australian tour although the over numbers of pujara are not remarkable at the mcg he scored a really gritty 100 that is 106 from 319 deliveries they are in the very last game in 2018 there they played a very crucial role in india's victory among others mayank agrawal 118 runs at 59 just one match he played uh, so i expect these three guys rahane pujara and mayank to play crucial roles at the mcg from the indian team among bowlers bumrah was tremendous in the lone game he played at the mcg back in 2018 where he picked nine wickets at an unbelievable average of 9.56 and strike rate of 23.22 with best figures of 6 for 33 Umesh Yadav he has done decently there uh, he has played two tests picked 12 wickets at an average of 32.92 and strike rate of 50.25 uh, his economy is a bit uh, high close to 4 Ashwin and uh, Jadeja they have uh, uh, not done uh, anything significant there Ashwin has an average of over 38 and strike rate of 82 whereas Jadeja has played just one test there has taken five wickets at an average of 25.4 and strike rate of 68.40 this two will look to improve their numbers so bumrah is the obvious key statistically also for india that's it okay thanks for you know for this wonderful segment debai and key players according to you key players obviously uh, as i said statistically steve smith and pat cummins for australia the number one batsman number one bowler and in the absence of kohli it all depends on how mayank and pujara play out the new ball spell and i we have seen so many times that indian players bat well in the first innings but struggle in the second and pujara struggles in the second innings too so it it will depend much more on uh, mayank mayank agrawal he has to bat long he has to uh, uh, keep the scoreboard ticking and uh, once uh, pujara and rahane uh, gave um, support him then india can uh, fight well with the bat yeah obviously and with the ball i am seriously uh, i don't have serious hopes from our bowlers with the ball because we don't have shami we don't have ishant and uh, so it's all uh, uh, all depends on jasprit bumrah so it will be tough for our bowlers 
okay so thanks for your views on that uh, i'll come back to you chavel again uh, for your you know uh, playing 11 uh, any changes you would want to see in both sides few changes for india obviously but any changes in the australian side no i wouldn't change anything in the australian team um you know stick with the winning combination especially like warner and pakovski out as i mentioned earlier in the bowlers i know hazelwood and stark statistically the mcg isn't their most favorite venue but i think hopefully now we'll see a little bit more a little bit more life in the pitch for this match um and you know given they bowled well in the first test um you know they'll be key again um for india i was i was very concerned about priti shaw being in the team not because he's not a talented player but he's got a few technical problems um he's very late on the ball he pushes hard out at the ball and he leaves a big gap between bat and pad and australia going to target that again if he plays um i'd have shubman gill come in i'd have shubman gill come in definitely obviously because cole is gone but i, I don't know it's, it's a big question for india i think they've got to answer because do you open with with kl rahul i think he probably offers a little bit more safety than pretty sure and you have shubman gill at number 4 um I but even though look it is a bit harsh to drop uh, sure after one game but I just feel technically uh if the pitch has a little bit of pace in it as well a little bit of a movement I think he's he's just pushes to have both edges inside edge and outside edge they're exposed because he's pushing really hard out at the ball away from his body so um it might be worth just taking him out of the firing line a little bit give him a break work on his technique in the background and then he comes back a better player in the future he's still young he's got the ability so leaving him out now wouldn't be the worst thing in the world in my opinion so if you got kr rahul opening even though that's a risk given he hasn't played a lot of red ball cricket but he offers just a little bit more in in that area um shubman gill at four i agree with the earlier point that rishav pant should have been there in the beginning he played well in the tour game he's done well in australia before he's done well in england as well um I'd get him in. Um and look I'd like to see Mohammad Siraj get a chance as well. I think with with Shami out. I think Siraj has has got a good record in red ball cricket. Um so there's the changes I'll be looking at from an Indian perspective. Um and as the guy said earlier Mike Agarwal Pujara Rahane your three key batsmen. They've got to step up and they've got to lead the way especially in that first innings because we, you know you guys spoke about India's struggles in the second dig. you're going to have to set the game up with your first innings you can't you can't afford to be too far behind uh, in the first innings otherwise it's too much to do and uh, the conundrum for india would be that opening slot uh, kl rahul coming in uh, according to you so uh, where does this go as far as india is concerned with uh, rohit all set to come in for the third and fourth test so uh, won't it be uh, wouldn't be harsh on kl rahul if he gets stopped just after a game Yeah, yeah, that's true as well. Um but then it's the same thing with Prithvi Shaw. Like if if you yeah. play Prithvi Shaw in this game and he performs well, what do you do then? You know what I mean? So um I think look India got to be very very clear with their plans and see, you know, um what it is they want to do going forward with Rohit, but I think India got to focus on here and now. What are they you know, which team combination is going to help them win this second test or at least get a draw in it because if you lose that's it um for me 2-0 uh with brisbane and sydney to come i can't see india coming back and drawing the series you've got to at least avoid defeat in this game to stay in it so 
what's the best combination for Melbourne? Um, and then think about Rohit Sharma when he comes for the third test. So for now, just figure out, you know, what's the 11 that's going to win you or draw you the test match. Well, thanks uh, for your take on that uh, playing 11. Now we'll go back to Aviral. Aviral, your changes, if any. Uh, straightforward to force changes. Gil in place of Virat Kohli and Siraj in place of Mohamed Shami. I'll have Gil at number four and I'll swap positions of uh, Bihari. Bihari will, uh, in my opinion, Bihari has to open with Mayank Agarwal. He did, he did decently in, in that uh, game at MCG. He opened last year, last time around. Okay. We'll, like to, uh, okay, we'll interrupt you and uh, fire one question. Uh, uh, he was peppered with short balls uh, last time around at MCG. And he got out to one. Yeah. And also, uh, there have been talks that uh, team in the, uh, the team management might uh, just look to replace him with Jadeja. So, how does that go with you? That that will be one of the shockers I'll see because Vihari has that technique that he can open. I'm not of the opinion that KL Rahul should come in in the place of uh, in Test squad right now. Basroj yeah. Sharma is set to come in for the third Test. So, don't chop and change much. Vihari has done well in New Zealand, has done well in West Indies. Is quite unlucky so that he doesn't get to play that home test matches where he can improve his average. So he's playing that hard games every time. So on the basis of one match, you can't drop him. I think he did, yeah, he was peppered with short balls. He didn't score much runs last time around, but he did that job. He played that 60 to 70 balls with the new ball. He made that life easy for Virat Kohli, for Cheteshwar Pujara. And that's what you want because with the technique Pujara has, with the red Kukabura ball that doesn't swing much, approximately six to eight overs, much that doesn't seem much. So you have to have Pujara safe because you don't have Virat Kohli now. So if Pujara gets out early, because KL Rahul at the white ball cricket, he's been exceptional. But yeah. right again in the red ball cricket, we don't know how he'll perform. And plus, Shubnam Gill in his debut test match, I don't want him to open. Bihari has that experience and, and there is one more factor. Gil is very similar to Virat Kohli. I'm not comparing Gil with Virat Kohli, but he's a stroke maker as Virat Kohli is. So when the ball gets old, you need that stroke maker in the middle of the inning. Because from one, from the one end, if Pujara is playing, he'll play the balls. He'll not hesitate much about his scoring rate. So you'll have that Rahane, Gil, Pant in the middle order. So that's one Gil to play, Bihari to open alongside Mayank. Jadeja in place, Jadeja to come at number seven because you have to have five bowling options at MCG. Hmm. You can't go with four bowling hmm. options. Yeah. So Jadeja to come at seven, he, he has improved his batting quite a lot as well. So going with six, six, uh, five pure batsmen, then Rishabh Pant at number six and then Jadeja at number seven, followed by that four pure bowlers, Ravi Ashwin, Umesh Yadav, Jasprit Bumrah and Mohamed Siraj. Okay. So, so my playing 11 looks like Mayank Vihari, Pujara, Gil, Rahane, Pant, Jadeja, Ashwin, Umesh, Bumrah, Siraj. Yeah. And considering the fact that uh, the wicket may slow down in the second innings at MCG, uh, Jadeja could be a handy pick. So, yeah. yeah. Jadeja and Ashwin both. And that will allow the rest for the three pacemen too. Mm, yeah. You have to have that execution with, yeah, with five bowlers. With Shami out. Yeah, because Siraj is a debut. He's, he will make his debut and Australia is not a very kind place for debutant fast bowlers. So, my Agarwal would disagree. Okay, you just say <laughs> the fast bowlers. Uh, okay, thanks, Aviral. Uh, Dev, bhai, your changes. 
similar opinion with Aviral. Not for this test. Uh, I have been saying this for before the first test also. I said this very uh, thing before the first test also that uh, Hanuma Bihari should open because he <clears throat> plays uh, domestic cricket as a top order player. He plays domestic cricket for as a top order player. He uh, yeah. batted. Uh, he opened uh, with Mayank Agrawal in the last tour also. He is a solid blocker. He can block the balls and uh, play out the new ball spell, which can make the uh, path easy for uh, the uh, middle order. The middle order won't be exposed to to the uh, new ball if uh, he plays there. He plays for some ten fifteen overs. He can he has the ability and he can uh, do that. But uh, these guys are not using him properly. I think uh, so. My team uh, is also uh, similar uh, to that of Aviral. Uh, Mike and uh, Vihari uh, are my openers with Pujara at three. Uh, number four Shubman Gill. Number five Ajinkya Rahane. Number six uh, Rishabh Pant. Number seven, uh, Ravindra Jadeja. Then my four bowlers: Ashwin, uh, Siraj, Umesh, and uh, Bumra. Okay, so you and Avril hold the same side. Okay, now. Eleven's now. But that's fair. Fair points from you guys. Yeah. I think Bahari will will offer that solidity at the top. I think Australia will definitely target him with the short ball stuff. So if he, if he can get through that, blunt the new ball. Yeah, you guys got a great point. And adding Jadeja, there's also a very good point there too, given the MCG pitch. So yeah, even I, I would like to go yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah, just just for this test, I feel that uh, they might go with this combination, not in the long run, because uh, you you have set yeah. openers for the yeah you have set openers for that. Yeah, job. as I was mentioning, like as I was saying, it's like what's you the don't best want combination? To confuse Yari with his position, he's been playing at six, so you yeah. want to keep him there. But for the uh, keeping the situation in mind currently, uh, that's the need of the uh, for him to open up. Plus, Vihari offers that off the spin option too. Yeah, if India it needs, if India at all needs, could be surprising if yeah. they don't use it. <laughs> yeah, he got that uh, twin two wickets at that Perth wicket uh, Optus last last time around. So yes, yeah. And one more thing, one more thing is uh, there is no certainty of Rohit Sharma getting success in Australia. We are just uh, assuming that he will do well. Mm. If some if a combination is doing well, what is the need to replace him? Mm. That's another thing. Mm. We will yeah. uh, we will go match by match, game yeah. by game. It's yeah. time for game by game. Agree with that. Yeah, as I was saying before, it's like that second test. You know, how are India going to make sure they compete in it, win it, or draw it? And um, I think the the team you guys have picked was is a very good one um, with Bahari there. If he can do a job there, it makes a big difference. If he gets, if he only plays seventy to eighty balls, that if Pujara gets away from the new ball, so that will be that yeah. important factor because Pujara is now the main man for India with no Virat Kohli in there. So mm. and. Uh... Uh, your your opinion on uh, Saha? Uh, is it the end of the road for Saha? What do you guys think? I'm happy to go. I'll say, look, I think I think in, Rishabh Pant deserves the first look in because I think his glove work has improved over time. Yes, there's a bit of improvement in him left, but I think he offers that dynamic uh, run scoring ability down the order and um, he can change the game in, in a very, very short amount of time. I just feel with Rishabh Pant is in and out of the India team, whether it's the ODI format or T20s or Test match. He's never really been able to settle down. Um, I mean, that's that's my perspective as an outsider looking in, like from an Australian perspective. Like, 
oh, they've left Rashad Patton out again. He can't really seem to get any momentum going, even though he was quite good last time around. So I think he's the future down at the number seven. I think, you know, when the bowling, you know, the, the, the top order batsmen do their job, you know, if I'm an opposition captain, I don't want to be seeing Rishabh. I'd rather be seeing Ridiman Saha come in than Rishabh Pant in that situation because I know Rishabh Pant can score very quickly and he can take the game away from me very quickly as well. And if India are in trouble, he's got the ability as well to play a counter-attacking innings um, and just turn the game um, his team's favour. So uh, it, maybe it's a bit harsh on Sahad say it's the end of the road for him, but I think you've got to focus now on how to get the best out of Rishabh Pant, and that's, you know, backing him and giving him that confidence. That's my opinion anyway. Yeah, yeah, interesting to that. And uh, should be the start of a uh, longer rope for Rishabh Pant, at least. Uh, mm. Okay, anyone of you guys who want to come in? With age not on his side, Sahad currently 36, I think it's the end of the road for him. And with... Yeah. Him, the times that have changed. I think 20 years back, you would have preferred a very uh, more more uh, balanced wicketkeeper than a uh, batsman at number seven. But now, you will have to have that proper batsman who can change that game. But what Gilchrist said after that Adelaide game, that he was not even 10% of what he became at the end of his career. So, you have to give games to Prisha Pant so that he can improve his club work. And he has done recently very well with the club as well. So, going with the Rishabh Pant factor. Before answering this question, I have a question for all of you. What wrong did Rishabh Pant do to be dropped in the last Australian tour? He, picked, he took Nothing. catches. He scored runs. He uh, scored runs at an average of almost 60. He won you games. But you are dropping a guy who won you games. You dropped yeah, a guy who I, won you games. I think yeah, India, that India, was ridiculous India, India. That was a ridiculous India call. Missed, the management, India uh, I think Rishabh management. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Abhinav. India missed Rishabh Pant's counter-attacking innings in the second innings. When exactly. Mm. At seven, you need on. a guy who can who can uh, uh, just take the game forward. Yeah. Ridhiman Saha does not uh, provide that cushion. Does not provide that uh, aggression. So, it has to be end of the road for Diman Saha. Rishabh Pant should be persisted from here on. Yeah, I think uh, what the management did was, you know, uh, in the Indian conditions, the keeping uh, with the wicket keeping, uh, Saha being an exceptional keeper, they preferred him over Rishabh Pant. And also uh, the fact that uh, Pant's performance as a wicket keeper in ODIs, uh, where he. I think what the mistake, what the was, mistake yeah, Indian management did. What the mistake Indian management did, they hyped that pink ball moment too much. I think it didn't move that much so that Rishabh Pant can't collect the ball. It was not like that. So, yeah. and the reports that were coming that Saha is playing only for his wicket-keeping skills mm. in that test match. So, that yeah. was, I think they hyped that moment that it will move, I think, four to five inches after beating the bat. And also, we saw Ravi Shastri with his arm around Rishabh Pant this morning. So, I guess uh, that's an indication. The more important fact was that India needed a more solid batsman with the pink ball test. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you guys for your take on Rishabh Pant and Radhiman Saha. And now, last segment of the episode, uh, predictions for the MCG test. So, we'll start with the guest, Shavul, again. Uh, yeah. So, um, 
I think the toss will be very important. Uh, bat first and get runs on the board at the MCG has always proven, you know, historically very important. But I think India's chances in this test, given what happened in Adelaide, if you guys make a bad start to the game, whether with the ball or the bat, that's going to be hard to come back from. So I'm not, look, for me, I'm not going to write India off and say they're, they're gone or anything like that because you've got to be careful. Like Australia, for me, we're, we're not perfect. Like our batting, our batting wasn't perfect in Adelaide. Our batting hasn't been perfect over the last few years. And that's where India, even without Mohamed Shami, could look to, you know, get into Australia. If India can score runs, then they're a chance. I just think, though, with Australia, or with the absence of key players from India and Australia performing so well with the ball and the bowlers in such good form, it gives Australia an edge. And I had to pick a team. I'd, I'd pick the Aussies. Um, but I, I'd give India a chance. I'm not going to say no because you've still got good players in there. Uh, but it's just coming together as a team, uh, blunting that Australian attack uh, and keeping the pressure on with the ball. That's very important in the absence of Shami and Ishan. Can Mohamed Siraj come in uh, and do a job there? Can Umesh Yadav display that control? And then Bumrah's got to do his thing. So, And the spinners as well keep the pressure on. So I've got Australia as favourites in my opinion. Um, I, if I had to pick a team, I'd say the Australians will win, but... I think Australia have to play good cricket. They can't be complacent or anything like that. I think that's what I believe. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely agree. Absolutely. Abril? Uh, heart says India, mind says Australia. So it's been the story for you for last mm-hmm. for last one month. <laughs> uh, simple as that. Heart says India, mind says Australia. With Virat Kohli not playing, I think it's Australia at T20. Okay. Yeah. Debai. Well, if we talk about caliber, this Indian side is really capable of dealing with the Australian bowlers batting lineup. For me, it was definitely the lack of application in the first game. If they do good a good job with the bat, I won't be surprised if uh, they do well with the bat. Uh, uh, do well with the bat, but if they do, do phenomenally well with the ball, I surely will will be surprised because it's all up to. Uh, Bumrah only now. MCG wicket is not likely to support spinners much. So I don't expect a really good uh, return from our spinners. So I predict that India will fight with the bat, but our bowling will uh, let us down. A victory for Australia. Ashwin Ashwin will be the key Uh, factor. If Ashwin gets that same kind of spell from Adelaide, so... Yeah, I think for the spinners as well. Adelaide and MCG are different. And I don't see any significant help from MCG wicket. But still, I think for your spinner, I think for your spinner, it's important you've got to uh, bowl with good control and hold up an end. Um, Because if your spinner's going for a lot of runs, that's going to put a lot of pressure on your fast bowlers. Nathan Lyon does that so well for Australia. Like, it's not always about the wickets he takes, but it's how he holds up one end. Control. Control, exactly. And, you know, Tim Payne can rotate the fast bowlers to the other end. Mm. Mm. So that's important for you guys. It's, you know, the spinner, he might not take the big wickets, but he's going to have an important role to play regardless. Pujara, crucial in this game. If he sort of holding it together and then batting 150, 200 balls, the others can bat around him and it's just going to frustrate Australia. That's where India can sort of gain confidence as well. If he gets out of that's going to be a problem. And if India bats first, they have to make sure that they bring that momentum back not lose too many wickets in the first hour. So if they lose exactly. two or three wickets in the first hour, so that momentum will 
be more in the favor of australia and they'll india have to the... erase the memories the past memories and uh, have to uh, start uh, if uh, have to get a fresh start yeah they have to that bring that momentum back from australia in the first session yeah exactly that start is going to be exactly what mayank agarwal did last time and uh, yes, also yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah and i also absolutely agree with what chadul had to say about uh, india's chances i believe that uh, uh, australia's bowling attack is quite good uh, any weak link if any in the australian army is then uh, that's their batting and india should with yeah we are missing the likes of shami but you have bumrah and ashwin there and mcg wicket will uh, slow down i guess so uh, ashwin may play a part later in the game so uh, they have to go all out uh, what's important is that the bowlers should you know should have a control over their line and not give more freebies uh, like they did in second innings at adelaide so uh, they have to attack their batting and uh, uh, for starters i should i think that they should not uh, you know worry about the result uh, no one is expecting them to beat uh, australia in this series uh, let's be you know very clear about that uh they should let the young ones uh, express them, uh, themselves freely uh, get gill in siraj in and uh, whatever and uh, rishabh pant will be coming in for sure and uh, give them that free hand to express themselves freely and i guess uh, that's what uh, wiki for india yeah yeah so that's it i guess and uh, we'll thank you guys for joining in uh, thanks abiral debashish for your time and special thanks to chavel for the Thanks again for staying up late for us, and thanks for your precious time. I hope you had a good time with us. Uh, we had definitely. I had a great time. Thank you Thank for inviting so me, guys. Thank you so much, Charvin. Thank you, and good luck for the second test. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about it on on Twitter and things like that. Okay. Uh, we do hope. Good luck to you too. Good luck to you. Thanks, too. guys. Thanks a lot. India can bounce bounce back. Yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah. Thanks although, a lot. Although, although you don't need any good luck. <laughs> already have their share already. So when you have Josh Hazelwood, Pat Cummins, and Mitchell Stag, you don't need luck. Look, maybe a few more drop catches. Steve Smith, you don't forget Steve Smith. <laughs> yeah, Steve yeah. Smith as well. Yeah, it's rare yeah. that you don't talk about Steve Smith that much. So yeah, uh, thank you guys for yeah, joining. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Thank Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Thanks a lot. lot. Thanks a lot, and. Wow. Uh, Thanks for all the listeners and uh, do listen to this episode. The feedbacks are appreciated, and stay tuned for more episodes. Thanks a lot for listening.